I can talk them off of these cliffs that I've been standing on going, I hate this game! (laughs) (laughs) It's ruining my life! And and then, like, you know, after spending so much time talking them off cliffs, like, how do you beat Hecarim? You don't. (laughs) Screw screw Hecarim. Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode nine. I'm your host, Ryan, with your other host, Hench. What is good? What we're is back. Good? We made it. The game's we, out. They, we're back. The game's out, and we are still live. We survived the first wave. I know, right? <laughs> the first wave of, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> New TCG. Uh, housekeeping. You can listen to us anywhere. All right. <laughs> moving on just joking <laughs> oh my god can, obviously we've lost we've lost any chance of I know, getting, I know, getting right? viewers now Thanks. i love that people pick up the episode and the first mi- like minute or two is just nonsense <laughs> and then they're like what is this even about uh but yeah follow us on twitter <laughs> keep up to date and even up I, I have to update that one with the last episode but yeah keep up to date podcast c-o-r that's podcast core um, and then you can send us emails at podcastcore at gmail.com, spelled the same way. And then like, follow, short review, comment on anything. Anywhere you see it posted, just let us know. Uh, we do a lot of fun stuff at the end. So if you're participating in that, let us get your two cents in there so we can tell people about it. Uh, you got anything to say? <laughs> you just, now I don't. So. <laughs> so tell a friend to dig deep into the casuals. Of I should have just said something. I tried. I tried. I tried to give you a chance before I did my line. You monster. Um, so what am I playing? State what of the game. What, what, what are you playing? Uh, I'm not having fun, and I, I don't mean that. Like I'm having fun because the game's out, but I'm not playing a fun deck. I'm still playing Jinx Draven Aggro. Because I'm dirty and I'm a I'm a, I'm a competitive yeah. shill. Was this is this my fault? Like, is this because we keep reiterating that I'm the fun guy? I know, and right? You're not. That you're just like, oh, I'm not he's, fun. I'll show you. Yeah, not he's the fun, fun dad. Click on I'm every jinx. <laughs> good cop, bad cop good over cop, here. Bad cop. But no, I mean, so the gist of it, and Swim did a good job in in his video, of kind of explaining how the fundamentals of not just playing the card game, but the environment around the card game works. So whenever you have a ladder system in a card game, you, at the beginning, usually aggro takes is king because a lot of people are trying to use the new cards or trying to develop certain strategies that require some kind of buildup or some kind of combo. Uh, So you go under that by just damage to the face. Uh, You see in Hearthstone, you see it in MTG. It's a a strategy as old as time. So in the first... official weeks of laddering on a new fresh ladder you usually get a boost ahead of your opponents because while they're trying to be fancy you're playing the game (laughs) by trying to kill them his video is very informative too because he also breaks down like just as far as time investment Mm -hmm. it's like you can sacrifice a win rate just to save time yeah and that time is going to get you up the ladder faster than what it would be to increase your win rate. Yeah, he's a smart guy. Listen to him. Guy's brilliant. I'm very upset with him. (laughs) I'm very upset. 
<laughs> but Hatch, as usual, is playing something fun and utilizing. Uh, okay, you know, okay, it was fine. The, the release. Fine is you know an operable word here. <laughs> Take it or leave it, because I'm having fun. I, I've, I've, I've gotten to play against a couple friends that jumped into the game. Oh, really? Off the launch, and nice. they're just like, yeah, beat me up with whatever decks you got. And I've got my brother has already just been like, never play this deck again. Yeah. I never want to see this deck again, because um, I am playing Quinn and Misfortune Scout synergy and um as far as especially with running um i I think i cut it in the list that i'm going to end up sharing Mm -hmm. but um running like a copy of relentless pursuit you you can usually get a turn of attacking three times (laughs) yeah and one being able to flip misfortune on like the second turn she's on board is ridiculous and two the just the amount of damage that's that she, misfortune can pump out just with her static ability without ever even being on the attack is something that uh, i think a lot of people are underestimate but it, i'm having fun it's an absolute blast do i still get absolutely manhandled <laughs> by discard aggro or by karma control yes it's i don't i don't know how good my list is um i and i've i've seen that a couple of like the bigger names out there like mega mogwai and swim have been playing around with misfortune like yesterday so it's yeah. like okay okay i'm gonna get to see how stupid i am but i will send it to everyone so y'all can tell me how stupid i am yes that's <laughs> lab is coming soon so keep an eye out for that um ah. and the the yeah I'm, I'm I'm looking for I'm getting to the point where I'm going to start brewing. Uh, there's some ideas that I want to check out uh, because I'm I'm definitely and I mentioned this like probably in the first podcast. I'm rebellious, not for the sake of being rebellious, but I like to play the counter to the meta. Right? It's like okay, well the meta's here. What is missing or what can you know kind of exist to make sure that that doesn't stick and try to push people into other things as well. And I try to build those decks, like those alternative decks. Um, usually I fall within like the tier two uh, level of things. So I still play popular cards, you know, play the good cards, play the tier. But then I also try to challenge what people are doing and why they're doing it. But that's not why we're here. That's not why we're here. <laughs> why uh, are we here? Why oh, are we here, hell no. Nah. <laughs> Hetch uh, came up with the best name ever. <laughs> oh, uh, hell not. Talis? <laughs> <laughs> Main topic. Uh, so yeah, this 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 episode we're talking about Fizz and Nautilus. Um, yeah, we're going to Bilgewater, everybody. Yeah, like, so our previous episode we finished with Anivia and Brom. Yeah. Yes, Anivia, Anivia and Brom. Brom. And Anivia kind of opened the door to the you know the champions that aren't directly related at the human level right it's you know the the lore and the the whimsical the the gods the creatures the be the the beast the 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 foul beast (laughs) the foul beasts of the land of the lands um as riot you know expanded their lore above (laughs) <laughs> you see how I did Hedge is watching me do prayer hands as uh, I say above and, beli- and below. Right, you can finish this episode off. Okay. okay. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so we're gonna start off with our spells for this one. And I chose Lure of the Depths. 
So this one directly relates to Nautilus's lore in general, which is what I'll be focusing on. And the main thing I want to point out is, once again, it's a Tudor card. We've been talking about a lot of Tudor cards lately, right? Uh, and they've introduced more because these are all Bilgewater, by the way. Um, and that's introduced more cards into the pool. And this one is kind of cool because it's broken, in my opinion, in a way. And I, I, th I think people aren't using it as much as they want to. People are splashing it in the current Nautilus decks. Uh, but it's dangerous because what it does is it's an ability to not only tutor a specific type of card, which is a new tribal. And we, I don't think we've spoken about tribal. I think we've probably touched on it. But the concept of yeah. tribal, yeah, the concept of tribal, which you'll see in like Magic the Gathering or in Hearthstone. So in Hearthstone is like Beast. Beast is a tribal uh, set, right? Yeah. Um, in Magic, Humans is a tribal set. It's essentially a class of card that they have other cards that give those specific cards abilities. Um, and in this case, we have sea monsters now. So sea monsters fit into the lore of Nautilus. Uh, and here, specifically, it fetches a sea monster and then also reduces all sea monster cost by one for three mana. Um, and and it also, I think it's important that like the keyword on it is everywhere yeah. instead of just all because it's that same effect of like if you have some RNG thing giving you a sea monster in hand, that's going to be cheaper too. It's Exactly. Yeah. So the fact that you're doing it at burst speed, you're drawing that card, and then if you have enough mana, you can also play that now reduced cost card. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. So I think it's really cool. And I, I mean, we'll have more to say about these cards as we move on, but it just came out, right? And yeah. we decided to jump mm -hmm. into Bilgewater to get yeah. started. So what do you have? Um, I, I've got one that's a little bit on the nose as far as for my excitement for <laughs> jumping to Bilgewater. Um, and so the card that I'm going to be looking at today is going to be Parlay. Oh. Uh, so, uh, and it is actually spelled that way. <laughs> I did not right? know until like, the beginning I, of this episode. You know, I, I am, I am roped. I am, uh, I have, I have an obligation mm -hmm. to pronounce this card correctly which parlay <laughs> um, but Gosh, uh, parlay man. is going to be a one mana slow spell that is deal one damage to anything and if this kills it deal one damage to the enemy nexus um which i well, i do like the fact that it's that it's giving you uh, as far as synergy with the new plunder mechanics mm -hmm. that are coming in with the uh with all the new cards, mostly from Pil uh, from Bilgewater, uh, there's a couple Feralyard cards that match with Sejuani with Plunder. Yeah. Um. So this this is a Plunder enabler that you can get for pretty cheap. I I don't know how I don't know like how many decks are going to be wanting to run this. I like I do think that with Gangplank and a, maybe a lot of like Powder Keg synergy, mm -hmm. that this could get really scary really quick. Yeah. Because then that's one mana for a lot of damage. But my favorite part of this card is is the fact that if it kills anything, it's deal one damage to the enemy nexus. So this is more hearkening to a lot of Magic the Gathering synergies around mm -hmm. uh, what a lot of Magic players will call ping yeah. cards. Um, I know that there's like all kinds of different joke names as far as for the creatures that tap and deal damage. Mm -hmm. And this is a ping effect and it's more like a magic ping effect of like, okay, I need one more damage to get through. 
this guy's at one HP that I control, but I'm going to kill it with parlay to get that one damage. Yeah. So it, I think I think this is showing a fun direction potentially. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And that's the fun of a new set. None of us know. Yep. Uh, so we're moving to followers now, and my follower is something that I'm terrified of, <laughs> and fits very well into Nautilus's lore. Um, not Alyssa's. Oh, that's gonna be hard to say, right? Not not Alyssa's. Not not, not Alyssa's. I know, right? <laughs> um, but the Devourer of the Depths, and this is a this six, card is great. Oh my god, it's a six cost four four with deep, which I'll explain in a second. And on play, it obliterates an enemy with less health than itself. Okay, so let's talk about this creature. It's a giant cross between an anglerfish and an octopus uh i don't know why it needs to exist <laughs> but it seems the gods have deemed it so and that's that's a big problem um it is the first introduction of the keyword obliterate which you would know as exile in magic the gathering behaves the same way essentially you could destroy a creature that if it has effects does not matter it removes it from the game does not trigger any of its effects um that's a cool that's I, I never thought they would bring exile into this game. So it definitely surprised me. I think it currently is the only thing that can obliterate. I I can burst your bubble if you'd okay. like. Yes. Um, it is it. not the first card that introduces obliterate. The first card that introduces obliterate yeah. is a Freljord card. Mm-hmm. She who wanders. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Because she who wanders has um obliterate all followers with uh four or less power right. from play you, and see? in hand. This is why this is why I have you around. Yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, so obliterate. <laughs> so that it's a cool concept. Um she who wanders is what a 10 cost? Yeah, it's a 10 cost. Um and I I do agree with you though as far as that it is exciting to see more yes. of an exile effect coming in because she who wanders was it. Yeah. That that was it, but it was, you know, that's the only counter um, that a, especially a, a region like Freljord has mm-hmm. to last breath effects. Exactly. Like otherwise, the only regions that have anything to deal with that is going to be Demacia, which, I mean, Demacia is kind of being geared out as more the aggro region. So should they really be the exot? You know, the only yeah, should they have to it? last yeah. breath. So it's, and it, yeah, it, it, it's cool. It fits here. The obliterate keyword here, and it also provides it at a lower cost, which is cool. And then with the previous effects, like I told, you know, that we spoke about with um, the 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 previous treasure card is that it allows you to reduce the cost of it so you can play it earlier. So being obliterate, being able to obliterate at a lower cost, you know, helps with a lot of the new last breath effects that are available at the aggro side of things. So the cool thing about the flavor of this card, though, is that with anglerfish, um, if anybody's familiar, is they have this little lure on the on their head which is right in front of their giant mouth. So their mouth is like something like, I don't know, the majority of their body. And they use it to lure in smaller fish that are attracted to the light, and then they eat them before they know what's happening, right? Because it's so dark at those depths. Uh, and then they combine that with an octopus. <laughs> that's pretty much <laughs> that's well, pretty much how we got here. Like, combined it with one of the most, like, the, one of the most intelligent sea creatures. Oh my gosh! Yes, on the planet. So, uh, what was what could make an anglerfish more terrifying? Yeah, smarts, brains, <laughs> smart. Yeah, because they're very dumb. Uh, so, <laughs> let's hope this never comes to pass in real life. <laughs> 
Hopefully it remains in the game. What do you have for us, Edge? Um, so I, I'm going to be talking about, you know, something that's a little bit, you know, of a nicer creature yeah. to be seeing in the waters. Um, you know, just a little more mischievous. So that way not all of us have nightmares tonight. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be looking at Zap Sprayfin, mm -hmm. which is a four mana 2-2 two -two with elusive and new keyword attune. Mm -hmm. um, and when I'm summoned, draw a spell that costs three or less from your deck. And I, I'm glad that we are kind of really, you know, keeping tabs on a lot of the tutor cards because yeah. tutoring can be really can be really powerful in mm -hmm. the right decks but i do like the direction riot's going where it's you know it's very focused mm -hmm. it's like okay like it's not gonna just be you know the dark tutor yeah. <laughs> like, oh no never we're, again we're, yeah we're we're, we're keeping we're we're staying focused you're gonna have to build it all right like, you have to not, work for it it's not gonna be an auto occlude yeah um, but um i like the attune is a really fun thing because with any creature with attune when it's summoned gives refills one spell mana mm -hmm. which i think is really cool with uh, how many cheap spells are in Bilgewater exclusively. So I do like seeing a good bit of Bilgewater followers with a tune. Mm -hmm. um, and I also like seeing that not all the creatures are going to be these from the depths, sea monsters, yeah. like the Nautilus deep. brethren, like, you know, the ocean's got, a, like even in real life, the ocean has some of the most beautiful wildlife there yeah. that, humans can see with you know a little effort not necessarily only deep sea equipment yeah. so yeah rune tarot should have something too that doesn't make you want to poop your pants in fear <laughs> <laughs> like yeah um, I, did, I didn't see this coming to be honest this the fizz side of things when we go back to the and you'll talk about you know the atlantis style uh, um, of a, approach to things but i was happy to see this kind of juxtaposition to the flavor of the Nautilus deep horror stuff that that love crafting crafty and stuff um, because that's something that's missing from first say uh, Shadow Owls right like Shadow Owls yeah it's all one thing right it's only death there, yeah. there's, there is only death that, like even the hope that comes from Shadow Isles like if you we get really deep into the lore yeah they, all the hope left like yeah. they got out of there like <laughs> so it's nice to see a little bit of yin and yang hot take. <laughs> I think that they're going to bring Blessed Isle cards in under Shadow Isles to break it up. I, I think, I, I mean, that'd be fun, but yeah. I, I think we're a long way from that because if they're oh, going to, yeah. do you think they're going to bring things that are, you know, that have more lore effect into Runeterra first or into League of Legends first? I, I, think I feel like, like the lore, I, I think they're using Runeterra for the lore. I think I think you could be right. I think Legend League of Legends is going to benefit from it, but as far as like character redesigns, as far as lore pieces, I think it's it's probably to their benefit as a company, and it's easier to iterate on by introducing it here than in League of Legends. Because if it doesn't work in Runeterra, you can quickly get rid of it or tweak things and then bring it over, right? Before you just say, okay, it's in League of Legends, because League of Legends is still the dominant property and will continue to be. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. The more I think about it. Yeah. Let's yeah. get into our let's but, get into our champions then. Uh Nautilus. Nautilus. Uh this card. Uh, Nautilus. Oh hell not. 
God. Oh, hell yeah. not. This guy. And he, he thought I was bad with my cheese lines. Uh, I learned it from watching I learned, you. <laughs> bad influences. Um, but Nautilus. So Nautilus is a cool story. Like I said, we're sticking with the theme of the unexplainable, right? So Nautilus actually was a man. He was a tall, strong, salvage free diver. Who that's what his his kind of thing was, but he was super 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 superstitious. <laughs> he was superstitious about Whoa. the ocean and paying respects to it, right? So his whole thing was anytime he would set out for work to do some deep side uh, some deep diving for salvage, he would always pay respect or ask the captain of the ship to pay respect to the ocean before they set out. But one day, his boat and crew were hired, or I guess the contract for their crew was taken by a man who had the intent of finding some long lost treasure, right? You hear that story all the time. Uh, and on the way, on the trip out, Nautilus asked him to make sure you pay respect to the ocean before we do this, because he had this giant suit, which we're now familiar with, um, that Nautilus wears. And Nautilus was a free dot, like he didn't use a suit. It was just kind of hold your breath, do your thing. Um, but he gave him the suit because he wanted him to dive deeper than usual. And naturally, you have the pressures of the ocean, and this would protect him against those. So he's like, okay, cool. As long as you pay your respects, we're good to go. So he jumps overboard during the excursion. He has like, he's tied to an anchor um, as they lower him down, and he starts to get lower and lower. But then he notices he's starting to be pulled by some ominous presence at the bottom of the ocean. And he tries to fight against it. The anchor snaps, and he gets pulled down, right? loses consciousness, and then he comes back randomly to consciousness years later with only this intent for punishing those who refuse to pay the debt because his whole thing is the only reason it went wrong since it's the first time it's ever gone wrong is because he thinks the captain did not pay proper respects to the ocean and he was punished for it. And that kind of goes back to what we've talked about in the past about uh, Shadow Owls, right? And how you die in the Shadow Isles and you come back with only one goal, which is usually something along the lines of a revenge or vengeance. And Nautilus fits this, this creed, but this time being triggered by the bottom of the ocean. Now, is it Shadow Isles related? Uh, I mean, it's uh, like it, it, it could also be argued as like, is this, you know, not more tying to Shadow Isles, but mm -hmm. more like the a deeper story that we don't know about yet exactly. because anivia being part of freljord like yeah. being part of the land yeah was there for countless countless years yeah saw the rise like the rise and fall of first kind of civilization the shadow isles we don't really know how long they've been like the shadow isles either we yeah. know that there's like a part of history when they were the blessed isles but that's like ancient history at this point yeah like so is this the shadow isles magic that got into nautilus's uh, i mean we we would have to say at that point it would be his corpse and it's yeah. a spirit coming back out. exactly or is it something more sinister that is tied to the ocean yeah well, or even if knows, you go back like, to our elise episode where we talk about you know the spider god merging with her in a weird symbiotic thing that wasn't really expected right that could be the same thing here where it's both him and the presence of that that dark presence because he does start to grow like he is a monster now he is not the same big strong he's not just a six foot six you know like tank <laughs> he's a, like a monument 
in the like, ocean. Okay, okay. And what, how do you translate <laughs> a monster and monument in the ocean into card form? Oh, well, this is how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's a seven cost, zero twelve with tough and fearsome, which makes sense. With yeah. when I level up, copy tossed allies that cost four plus into your deck. Uh, when you are deep, that's when he flips. Uh, the deep keyword Reddit is having a lot of fun with. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but when Nautilus flips, he turns into a 13-13 that says all sea monster allies cost four less. So not only have you already lost the game when you played him the first time, but when he flips, it's like, wait, you're still here? <laughs> rise, rise. <laughs> All right. um yeah this card is insane and it's very it, it's almost a it's a clock i mean we talk about clocks all the time we just got done talking about trendomir right this is a yeah. clock because you put a zero twelve on the like there's nothing that's removing this if you're not playing oh, it's 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 there like only yeah. like what like only one card that's getting rid of it is ruination and vengeance yeah Everything else, you're at least two for one or three for one yourself. Exactly. So you're either bouncing it, you're frostbiting it, you're doing something. But at this point, <laughs> you got it. And it, it, it's interesting because with Deep, you're dealing with toss mechanics. And the cool thing about toss is that it kind of forces the player. You're playing a control deck with toss, sort of. But you are also on your own timer because you're destroying your deck, right? Yeah. So you can't just be doing it forever. You can't drag the game out until your opponent loses. You actually have to win the game. So... That's that's a cool a cool yeah. card. Yeah, I, this that, I I do love with the level up though because he does shuffle the at least the tossed allies back in. Yes. So you're not getting like the spells back, but yeah. like he 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 resets your clock a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, not completely, but a little bit, which is nice. And, and like that's a, such a heavy investment to make yourself deep in a timely manner. So it's a good payoff. Like this is the kind of with the investment you're having to put into this card, mm -hmm. this is the kind of payoff that I would expect. All right. It, I would expect to have a 13 13. Yeah. No chump block here, son. Yeah. You don't slide him into any deck. He is a very um, theme specific deck, yeah. deck and, champion. And what's, uh, we can also make fun of the fact that he works off of toss because you have to toss a coin. Oh, my God. To your Witcher. To, yeah. <laughs> to your Nautilus. To your Nautilus. <laughs> Oh, Ocean of Plenty. Oh, no. All right, we're not doing this. Go, actually, we're getting sued I'm going I'm I'm to make that meme right now and get some Reddit points. Uh, <laughs> go ahead with, with the other the other tricks. Not, I say the other trickster, but it's funny because what you're about to talk about actually has He's a connection the to Nautilus. Trickster. The yeah, trickster. I'm going to the trickster. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to do mine a little different. I want to talk about the card. Yeah. Before I dive okay. in. Nice. Because I am. Before you dive it. in. This guy. That, he, this hey, guy. Hey, 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 hey. You let me have it. You let me have that one. All right. All right. I, I'll stop. I earned my licks. <laughs> but um, so I I want to talk about the card first because I do. I've mentioned a, a lot on the show yeah. that uh riot does a great job of translating champions into cards mm -hmm. and making it feel very similar to how they would play in league of legends yeah and they still went and knocked another one 
out of the park. They hit a 420 foot home run <laughs> with Whoa, this no one. sports, no sports. Wait, wait. Oh, oh my bad. My bad. My bad. Wrong. <laughs> Stoking. Stoking. Esports only. We do sports <laughs> here. All right. We're casuals <laughs> we and we love sports. They pentakilled this one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're As so you were. <laughs> All right, but um, so Fizz is a one mana two one uh creature, mm-hmm. but a champion. And when you cast a spell, give me elusive and stop all enemy spells and skills targeting me. Anyone who has played League of Legends has some <laughs> nightmare that involves a fed fizz and the troll pole. Yeah. All right. Like everyone has that nightmare. We've all lived it. All right. Like just ex- this is a safe space to talk about how Fizz <laughs> destroyed you and your whole team. Right? And they did such a great job because this is the kind like this is the closest thing in a, in this card game that could be the troll pole. Yeah. But then the animation is actually his spirit yeah. coming up out of the board. Yeah. And it's like you uh, you're looking at Fizz and you're going, You little piece of <laughs> crap. Like this i hate this kid all right so um with and with this uh once he levels up mm. it is leveling up once you have cast six plus spells this game yeah um luckily it is not a c trigger so he doesn't have to be sitting on the board to actively see you casting all those spells mm-hmm. so that that's definitely nice but um it's still like technically it's a heavy investment but we've been we've been given a ton of cheap spells so it's definitely doable so once he once he levels up he's going to be a three two same effect as before Mm -hmm. and then nexus strike create a chum the waters um chum the waters is also a unique spell too and chum the waters is a four mana slow spell grant an enemy vulnerable so then anyone can challenge it even if they don't have challenger and summon Longtooth, which is a 5-1 shark. You, it, Chum the Waters is a very roundabout and interactable kill spell. Yeah. But it's a kill spell. And like they, every fed fizz in the planet has given you a nightmare because you just see the shark yeah. swimming at your feet. <laughs> and you're just looking at your HP. You're over three quarters HP and you go, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> and we all know you're not <laughs> we all know you're not oh, um, but yeah enough about the card i i they did a great yeah, they knocked this yeah. one out of the park i love it um but so fizz fizz is the trickster he is a very mischievous being and he is going to be for the podcast, our first Yordle yeah. that we talk about. And everyone has a very irrational hatred of Yordles. And it's because Yordles are are spirits that are naturally very mischievous. Yeah. They're very fun-loving. They're very outgoing, even though they do keep to themselves. They keep only to Yordles, but mm-hmm. they're very social, outgoing, and yeah. mischievous creatures that choose to take the form usually of furry little bipeds. Yeah. But since they are spirits, they can take many forms. And Fizz is a amphibian Yordle. Yeah. So he was taking a 
a very amphibious form because he was a thriving member of an underwater civilization Mm -hmm. that history doesn't know about. Like we only know about it from Fizz because he's the only survivor of Atlantis. Mm -hmm. Right. He found the city and he decided to go have drinks with the guys. Yeah. Right. But while he is going around, he's scouting the waters and everything to try to help out the city, help them grow and thrive. They get attacked by a a horde of gigalodons, which is yeah. only spelled out as dragon sharks. <laughs> what the hell, Billswater? <laughs> dragon sharks. What? Dragon sharks? Sounds like, like a minor team, like a minor league <laughs> hockey team. Dragon sharks. Dragon sharks. <laughs> No, that sounds like a, a Japanese baseball team. That's what it <laughs> yeah, sounds like. Yeah. With, with like the coordinated, scripted chants. Yeah. I, I could see people cheering for the Dragon Sharks. Oh, um, but the Dragon Sharks, they come in and they wipe the civilization off the face of the earth. Yeah. Well, the, the face of the ocean. <laughs> uh, and the only explanation that we have as far as the time frame is that Fizz gets so depressed that he becomes catatonic. Yep. And he lets the currents take him. And then he stays in that state until a pile of coins falls onto his sleeping body and wakes him up. And he goes, what was that? And then he sees what he describes as wooden fish swimming on top of the ocean in the air. And then pops his head out that's the first time he sees humans and he decides i'm gonna go hang out with these guys yeah and everyone in bilgewater from that point learns that the playful trickster will either lead you to fish or lead you to your doom <laughs> depending on how he's feeling for the day and i think and, i think yeah i think the cool connection there is that that coin is related to the issue with nautilus so fizz unknowingly played a part because those coins that hit him he took but those were supposed to go to the what do they call her the uh goddess of the sea the uh um I, like i i i don't remember like the actual name because i keep going with the joke name that or like the pirate name yeah. they give her which is a bearded lady yeah the bearded lady yeah exactly okay um, okay so uh, that that's what you're going for yeah good, yeah good. i'm, so, not, I'm yeah, not crazy took, so Biz took those coins and essentially went back to hang out with the dudes but that was supposed to go to the bearded lady which is the reason Nautilus was created because they he thought that they never gave the tithe when the tithe was actually taken by Fizz <laughs> because he's just having a good old time. It's uh, it's you know, again, it's the playful trickster. Yeah, like it, nothing that he does is like malicious. Ill, yeah, it's malicious. He is very pure, pure of heart, and all yordles are. It's just that they do whatever comes to them on a whim. And um, one of the things that's constantly brought up is that Fizz is constantly popping out of water unexpected because yeah. he's throwing tithes back at people. Yeah. Because he thinks it's funny. <laughs> and I'm going to end this this whole little rant as far as with a quote from the lore, a direct quote from Ezreal. Yeah. And that quote is, Yordles. Why did it have to be Yordles? Why did it have to be Yordles? <laughs> and that kind of takes us to our fate of the game, right? So... Obviously, for the, for the fate of the game this episode, we're going to talk about the release and kind of what we thought 
or what we think, right? It's only been a few days. Yeah, like, what do you mean what we thought? I'm I, still thinking. I know, right? It's 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 been interesting. You're seeing uh, recently on Reddit, I posted the statistics of the growth of the subreddit since they released, like, their first trailer and all that stuff. And it's cool to see the spike of people. I mean, we all knew it was going to happen, but it's actually happening. Um, Hetch even mentioned that a couple of his friends who are more casual uh, got into it during release uh, because, you know, a lot of the player base or a lot of people didn't want to touch it until it was officially released. Right. Um, Beta is kind of intimidating for a lot of people. Uh, and now you officially have it out. People are getting ready for tournaments. Things are happening. So people are getting involved and they're actually taking the chance because this is a more difficult game to get into. There is a higher barrier of entry, um, even though, you know, the lore is fun. The cards are fun. The casual aspect is there. Playing the game still takes a huge learning curve in the grand scheme of things. So, what do you think so far of the of the release? I, I'm I, I'm super excited because I've been saying since episode one yeah. what I want to see is new cards, new champions, yeah. and I got new cards and I got new champions. So you're happy. Camper. I'm I'm in my playground. I I'm having a blast, but I like it's really encouraging to see just how quickly that the launch is really taking off like it's not it we definitely are seeing the, the player base come in and you can feel it in your games too like i'm getting games really quickly yeah i'm getting into games very quickly the queue times are super short but i'm still getting a balance of playing against people that have clearly been playing as long as i have yeah. and playing against people who don't know how tough work <laughs> um so then it's like, oh no, you just three for zero to yourself yeah. because of tough. I'm so sorry, dude. I swear the game's fun. I uh, promise. So, like, it's you could tell that the player base has exploded, yeah. and that's super exciting. And it's only going to get more because of the fact that mobile is. Oh out yeah, too. have you played on your? And have you played on your phone I, yet? Yeah, I played a little bit on my phone. I like I, I have a a game on my phone, Ark Knights. Yeah. And it's one of those kind of like auto battler, yeah. like you let it leave it and forget it things. So I haven't been playing too much on my phone because I'd rather play on my computer while exactly running on yeah, my yeah. phone. But the I know for a fact that uh like my my brother Austin he's mm-hmm. only playing because they went to mobile. Nice. It's like yeah. oh mobile's out. Okay, sweet. Download. Yeah. Uh, tell me how this works. Nice. <laughs> like yeah. it, so it's uh, I think a lot of people are going to get into it just because it's now in a and everyone has a phone. Media. Everyone has a phone. 80% yeah, of the world. God. Or 75%. Tr- it's somewhere up there. It's insane. Yeah. They got us. They got us. <laughs> they did it. They got us. Uh, yeah. Fun, fun, um, fun little fact. Uh, 85% of teens have an iPhone. So okay. do with that what you will. Oh, my. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, that being said, so from my angle, I'm loving this release, right? Like, I obviously, we're big card, card fanatics since since we were babies, since we were in the womb. And the cool thing about this, I'm definitely like, I already mentioned that I kind of go against the grain. I like to challenge certain things, but it's cool to see all the questions that used to come up when the game first came out in beta come up again. You have a lot of people asking well, how tough works, like you mentioned, or how does frostbite actually work or stunning versus recalling? Like what's the difference? And like those, and it's cool to hop on Reddit and be like, okay, I, you know, I'm a senpai now. I can go in and say, oh, this is what you're doing. This is what happened. And that that's fun in my spare time to share that knowledge to get people into card games. Because being there, I don't I don't like walled gardens, right? I, I like even though the game's complicated, 
and we both have experience playing card games and playing this specific one, I don't want to say, oh, you noob, you don't know how to play, you don't deserve to be here. Yeah. Because we've seen what that's done to games. Cough, cough, Dota. And when... when <laughs> cough, cough, like the legends. <laughs> I know, right? Like the legends. So it's, it, I want to bring those people in and be like, hey, stick with it. It's fun. And you'll feel good when you get those wins and when you pull off these you know, complicated feats of the mind. Yeah. And that that is one of the things that I, like, I've been really enjoying is walk, talking to my friends through how different mechanics work and how to play. Yeah. Because I, like, I can be there to talk them off of cliffs that I've been on already. Yeah. Like, Fiora being overpowered, how in the world is four kills all it takes that's ridiculous oh but don't worry i've I've played enough now to where it's like if you bounce her it resets if you kill her it resets yeah. if you kill your creature doesn't count like there's so many ways to play around a fiora yeah. like it, you just gotta learn how to play it so I, I can talk them off of these cliffs that i've been standing on going i hate this game! <laughs> <laughs> it's ruining my life and, and then like you know after spending so much time talking them off cliffs like well, how do you beat hecarim you don't <laughs> who's this ladros guy I keep hearing no we're not talking about ladros we can't have him dominate every episode if we if we say ladros too much we'll get fired i know right <laughs> like, it'll be fully over. and then we have to face that guy we have to face the creator of so, ladros you lost me my job so we won't talk about ladros but we will talk about this part of the episode where we come to the end and i have something for hedge uh, no. it's not bad this time listen we had poro eggs oh it's not it's not bad this yeah time. We, had, we we it's it's getting a little easier right um this one we're just gonna talk about what our most terrifying sea creature is like existing sea creature because everybody has listen you may not have a fear of the ocean or a fear of water but everyone has something that they've seen that terrifies the hell out of them that lives down there um and i'll go first because it's simple and we've talked about it and Right, decided to merge one with an angler fish. It's an octopus. Those things, the only reason humans are allowed to exist is because the one feature that has blessed us is that an octopus cannot work together with another octopus. They refuse to, therefore they cannot progress. <laughs> but outside of that, they are so smart, they're so dexterous, they're basically liquid. It's like, it's terrifying. Um, and I've had, you know, I'm not gonna go too much into my life, but I should have drowned by this point. Uh, the ocean has tried to take me multiple times in my youth, uh, but what, I love what kind water. Of self what kind of self-respecting Jamaican man <laughs> that, like the ocean almost conquered you? Like, it's like, that should be the only place you feel at home. I know, like, right? Um, <laughs> and I can swim and I'm very, like, I, I, I can do all that stuff. It, it, there are very specific cases, but we won't go into that. But what we will go into is that I never really developed a fear of it, but I'm aware of what's around me and I love water. So yeah, octopus is it for me. I've seen, I don't like, I don't like watching the videos of them putting them in jars and watching them escape. I don't like to see any of that because I already know. Um, so we just got to continue to hope that they they never work together and sign a treaty amongst themselves because that's when the end starts. Uh, right, the, 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 the treaty of the octopi. The treaty of the octopi. <laughs> okay, so mine is very easy. Yeah. I can jump to it real quick. Um, for the most part, like you can kind of just subclassify it under jellyfish. Oh, come on. Uh, but I, I'm going to go 
Like, if I have to pinpoint one, it's going to be the Man of War. Oh, no. <laughs> like, look, because, look, o- like, Octopi, Octopi are, like, they're so intelligent. Yeah. And, yes, like, if you take that intelligence and you let your imagination run with it, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. Jellyfish can come up into enough current to be washed onto the shore. And if you're not paying attention... <laughs> And you step on a jellyfish, your whole day is ruined. <laughs> and your has whole to pee day on is ruined. And then someone has to pee on you because that's apparently the only, the only logical conclusion that humans can come to. Like, no, like we, we, we can't do any better than this. Help! Like, help! Someone pee on me, please! Help! And. Like I, I was blessed. I was blessed yeah. for growing up. Like growing up, my um, one of my dads, but my dad, yeah. chewed. He chewed tobacco a lot. Yeah. So I was blessed that I only had to have a wad of ABC tobacco <laughs> stuck to my leg. So then it's like as long as I don't think about the fact that my dad's spit is all over my leg, this might feel better. Yeah. But. No, jellyfish suck. Yeah. Like even, even like the ones that just aren't like absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Is like very low venom. Your day's ruined. That's a like, good point because and, and to the point of like the opposite side of the spectrum, like you said, they're very dumb and they just they're essentially floating trash bags. So, <laughs> but they're floating trash bags with electricity. So it's like, <laughs> it's it, dude, the ocean is a scary place. Uh, yeah, the ocean. So terrifying. whenever you take a shower, watch your back. That's the message. <laughs> That's the message we're bringing you here. If you're if you're taking a bath, make sure that you don't go yeah. to the deep. Don't go deep. <laughs> toss a coin to your nautilus. <laughs> I gotta take that me. <laughs> All right, I got some work to do. Uh, that's gonna do it for us here. Um, this has been a fun one, and we're we're gonna stay in Bilgewater for a bit and check out some of these other these other champions, these other cards, yeah. because why not? It's fun. It's new. Yeah, I mean, we we gotta stay in Bilgewater for a bit because we gotta talk about some pirates, oh, maybe. I can't. Oh, you know, you already know what the challenge is gonna be for that one. Anyways, uh, oh, no. <laughs> thanks for listening, guys, and we'll be back soon with the next episode. Bye, everybody.